0: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.
1: A survey was done by a website, Online Casino, to see uh, what the swearing habits are of Canadians. They wanted to know what Canadian cities swear the most and what cities swear the least. So takeaways from this survey include the fact that the average Canadian curses 12 times per day. Hmm. That seems low. Seems low to you, Jim? Yeah, Yeah, I'd say so. After hanging out with some of your friends and family at your wedding on the weekend, I'd agree. <laughs> Every second A wedding word. is
0: different, though. What is this guy effing thinking?
1: <laughs> She's really freaking settling, you know. Uh, you mentioned freaking. Um, uh, one in four Canadians say they use family-friendly swear word substitutes to try and be polite. Mm-hmm. I'm making an effort to do that when my kids are around, for sure. hmm Uh, Also, what are Canadians swearing about? Well, mostly they're swearing at something they've done themselves or at inanimate objects. They're not swearing at other people, Hmm. which I guess is good. I do swear at myself a lot. Like, you idiot. Like, I'll do something (laughs)
0: stupid. It's probably my most anger.
1: The person who ticks you off the most
0: is you? (laughs) Like, the most angry I'll get is at myself and swear, like, under my breath.
1: Let's look at the cities that swear the most. Number 10 Kitchener, Ontario. Whoa. In Kitchener, they're swearing on average 13.79 times per day. Okay. Then you have Oshawa at number nine, number eight, Calgary, Alberta, number seven, Ottawa, Surrey, BC, number six, Montreal, Quebec, five, Longueuil, Quebec is number four. We're now up to 20 swears a day if you're in hmm. Longueuil, Quebec. Pardon my French. <laughs> London, Ontario, number three on the list of Canadian cities that swear the most. That may have something to do with the train that uh, travels directly through downtown London, Ontario. Oh, yeah. If you've ever been stuck during rush rush hour traffic waiting for a train to pass through, you've probably dropped a few. So London is swearing on average 21.56 times per day. Yeah, that's about where I'm at. <laughs> I think that seems average. Edmonton, Alberta is number two, and Saskatoon, Saskatchewan is the Canadian city that swears the most with <laughs> 33.25 hmm. swear words per person every day. Obviously, some people driving that up a bit. Yeah, a <laughs> some couple Some people bringing it yeah. down. But you've got a lot to swear about out in Saskatoon, apparently. Now, we got to give a kudos, a congratulations to all of our super classy Hamilton, Ontario listeners, because look at this on the list of which Canadian cities swear the least, Hamilton comes in at number 13. Really? I was a little surprised I'm as shocked. well. <laughs>
0: I'm shocked. I'm shocked because I've been to uh, like uh, Hamilton Cats games and their shirts have swears yeah, on them. Yeah, F Toronto. Yeah.
1: yeah, Argos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that counts, but mm. uh, just under 10. 9.55 swear words a day for Hamilton. Number step it up, 13 Hamilton. Thirteen on the Canadian cities that swear the least. Uh, Markham, Ontario. Mississauga, Ontario. Oakville, Ontario are all in the top 10, which again, with the traffic in Toronto, I guess swearing in your head doesn't count. Yeah, and the GTA
0: has kind of like a reputation of being a rude uh, area in Canada. Like if you go out west, they always say Toronto people are rude, but maybe they're passive aggressive unless just straight up swearing aggressive.
1: This is the list of Canadian cities that swear the least. Another shocker here. Number four on the list, Windsor, Ontario. Hmm. Have they just given up completely? Like, what's the
0: point of even swearing? Nothing's getting better. This is the Taz and
1: Jim Podcast. Did you see the new ski goggles that Apple released this week? I I
0: saw them. I'm not 100% sure everything they do, but they look uh, a little silly.
1: Yeah, virtual and augmented reality. So I think you can wear those things, look super cool, (laughs) and you can see, you can still see out of them, Mm -hmm. but like stuff will pop up on the screen
0: like like say you're driving down the street with them on, you could like it would almost look like you're in a video game. It could, your GPS would say, "Take a right here," and there'd be yeah. an arrow that would flash in yeah, front yeah, of you, like face. the
1: Terminator. Yes, it'll make your vision look like the Terminator. Where you know, there's my target yeah. right there. Or, if the guy is the, the same right size here. as
0: you, can I steal this guy's leather jacket and it will fit perfectly? <laughs> you know, handy stuff. <laughs> size people
1: up yeah, if you yeah. need to steal their clothes. You find yourself buck naked traveling through time. Yeah, there, I saw a couple other things, you know, like it'd be handy
0: for work if you were doing a meeting, everybody could put them on and you could visualize something you were looking at, whether it was a floor plan of a house that was about to be built or something like that. But I, I don't know. I, w- I was hoping this augmented reality, I was hoping like an eye patch or something cool, like something smaller, like or like like the Google glasses when they first came out five years ago, they
1: looked like normal glasses. That was longer than five years ago, man. Hmm. That was a while ago. They really caught on (laughs) (laughs) it. I know. This is, is, uh, in theory, it sounds like something that is super cool and will be the way of the future, but nobody has been able to make virtual reality catch on the way that most people would expect it to. Apple, they could be the ones. I mean, they did it with the iPhone. They've done it with so many different technologies, but here's the problem. The price point, $5,000 Canadian for these goggles. Hmm. Do you know how good something has to be to get people to spend $5,000 on it? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, the, when, the, when the MacBook
0: laptops came out, they were pretty pricey, too, and maybe similar to what inflation would be now. But they worked amazing, and they were practical. Yeah, what's this for? Video games? the The virtual reality for video games is pretty good. Uh huh. It's not mind blowing yet, but it's kind of stalled out to a certain extent.
1: I, I just find a, find it hard to believe that anyone is going to drop five thousand dollars on these things, uh, unless there's some sort of sex application. Always. That's what they got to do. They got to they got to make these. You know. So you could let's say if you can put these on. And you can put a filter on your partner to make them look like anyone. So okay, yeah, when like an
0: Instagram filter. Yeah, but. so
1: when you're having uh, uh, some sexy time. Yeah, a little hot-mented reality. <laughs> they, they can look like whoever you fancy. yeah. That'd be neat. That <laughs> okay, would be neat. Okay, we spend found $5,000 on it? Probably.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you hate your wife but have $5,000? <laughs> this is a device for you. Yeah,
1: do you hate what your husband looks like <laughs> but you have some extra cash kicking around? The Apple Vision Pro Mixed Reality Headset is here. I
0: want to see you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock, cock.
1: Your It's peacock, sports time, peacock, Devin Peacock. peacock. Under the weather, self-quarantining at home, but still getting up early to give us a call, Jim, to talk sports. Uh, Alec Manoa has been sent down to the minors, Dev. This is another setback for the Blue Jays, who are not experiencing the season that everyone thought they'd be.
2: It has not been the season that the Blue Jays were hoping for. It has not been the season that Alec Manoa was hoping for. 11 months ago, he was in the All-Star game, Last year, he was a finalist for the AL Cy Young Award, but on Tuesday, he could not even get out of the first inning. This entire season has been a disaster for Alec Manoa. He has been demoted down to the uh, Atlantic Complex League. This is about as low as you can get in the in the minor leagues but this is really to get him right to get him to sort himself out the blue jays have done this before Uh, the the most famous example of this is roy halliday who went down to the minors got himself straight then became a hall of famer more recently there was the uh, circumstance of ricky romero Back in 2011, he was also an all-star. He had a breakout season. He followed that up with some down years. And in 2013, he was sent down. Now, for Ricky Romero, he did not go on to have a Roy Halliday Hall of Fame-type career. So there's no one way this can go. Alec Manoa has the drive, but he just cannot be in the major leagues right now with Toronto because he is not giving them any chance to win. Tuesday was a complete disaster for Manoa and the Blue Jays. So they had to do something.
1: Is baseball the sport where this can happen, where you can send a guy down and he can come back? Because you think about hockey, you think about basketball, it doesn't happen.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, there's there's no real sport that has a minor league or a developmental structure the way baseball does. Uh, There's just so much to the minor leagues in baseball. There's not even the equivalent in the NHL. It'd come closest with the AHL, maybe even the ECHL. But generally, once you make the NHL, you may go back down to the AHL, but that's about it. The one kind of actual... Story that kind of maybe comes close to this might be Eric Stahl with the Florida Panthers right now. A couple of years ago, he was almost out of hockey. He was in the AHL. He was playing for Canada at the Olympics because they could send the NHLers to the Olympics in South Korea. Now he's in the Stanley Cup final with the Florida Panthers, but that's even not a perfect comparison. This is really the only sport where this could even possibly happen.
1: Is this a sign that the Jays are done for the year, Dev, or do Jays fans have anything to look forward to for the rest of the season?
2: I think this is a sign that the Blue Jays, you know, are still fighting for it. I mean, Kevin Gossman last night was great. Uh, Chris Bassett, who is starting tonight, has been great. Jose Barrios, there's a lot of pressure on him. He starts on Thursday for the Blue Jays to be great. He has kind of struggled a little bit. The Blue Jays are not out of this by any shape or form. However, they have no real margin for error from this point forward.
1: This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Pete Davidson not happy with PETA. Apparently PETA was uh, trashing Pete Davidson because he bought a dog from a pet store. Which is something. Instead of a rescue? Yeah, which is something I didn't Shut know. Shut up, PETA. I didn't know it was wrong. Um, but uh, Pete called and left a voicemail. <laughs> what is he? 75 years old? <laughs> he wrote a strongly worded <laughs> yeah. letter to PETA. What's and your fax number? <laughs> he called and left a voicemail for PETA, and the voicemail has leaked. This is
2: it. My is Pete Davidson. This message is for Daphne. Thank
1: you so much for making comments publicly that I didn't adopt a dog. I just wanna let you know I'm severely allergic to dogs, so I have to get a specific breed. I'm only not allergic to Cavapoos and those type of dogs. And my mom's
2: dog, who was two years old, died a week prior and we're all so sad, so I had to get a specific dog. So why don't you do your research before you create news stories for people because you're a boring, tired... End this message.
1: You know, at the end there, he, uh, he, he dropped an you mm-hmm. and invited PETA to perform a, a certain sexual act on him. Doggy style. I'm assuming <laughs> it can only be if I know Peta. I don't know. Is that maybe maybe you're not allowed to do that either? Oh, you're not allowed to buy a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's pet, it's pet appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a good on Pete. Well, he's walked it back a bit. He says maybe he went over the line at the end of the call, but he was very upset because his mother's dog had just died, mm-hmm. and uh, PETA was using that to, to make some headlines for themselves. That's
0: the thing. It's a lot of self-indulgence a lot with PETA. Like, we all don't like when animals get hurt or tortured, and if they just picked... You know, more specifically harmful things to animals to get complain or to complain about. I think we'd be in a better spot here, but they always pick the most trivial stuff. Turkeys, like on Thanksgiving, you're not going to win people over if you're complaining about turkeys on Thanksgiving.
1: Well, you're not going to win everybody over, that's for sure. (laughs) Hopefully, the dog that was purchased by Pete Davidson, even though it's not a rescue, has found a good home. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Taz and Jim. And yes, Jim, I will accept your apology. Uh, what apology? <laughs> Did I give you one? Uh, you were, you were uh, rolling your eyes when I was talking about the value of a good adult diaper <laughs> on the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you wanted to wear them at my bachelor party. I, I didn't want to. I just You want- brought it up several times and I said, w- wouldn't it be a good idea, guys? I, wanna demonst- I want you to experience, because I, I have done it. I've uh, used an adult diaper just to test it out and was amazed with how resilient they are and how well they work. And resilient. now <laughs> And now they are like the hottest thing out there because anything Taylor Swift touches turns to gold. She's rocking diapers now? You're the one who told me that. are people wearing oh, diapers? Well, at? she's not touching it. Her fans are. Swifties. Yeah. It sounds like an adult diaper brand, actually. Swifties. (laughs) (laughs) The quicker picker-upper.
0: No, her fans are now going on TikTok. She does, like, relatively long shows for a pop artist. She does sometimes three-hour shows, almost like the length of, like, a boss, like the boss, uh, Bruce Springsteen. Um, So these three-hour shows, these fans, they're so wild. They do not want to miss a single song or a single moment. So now... Uh, they're going on TikTok and showing videos of themselves, putting on the adult diaper before the show, tucking their dress back over top of it, and then rocking out the sh- out at the show the whole time. I haven't seen any videos of them at the show peeing. You know, like, you could probably guess if somebody was How peeing. How big the
1: diaper gets? Or just like, I want to see somebody's face, and could I tell if they were peeing? Someone could be standing right next to you. Yeah, yeah. Urinating, and you would have no idea, Jim. I'm telling you. I would know if they went <laughs> and did like a little shiver,
0: <laughs> like wait a second, it's warm in here, <laughs> a little pea shiver. <laughs> but do they expand? You wore, you're the expert, Taz. Yeah.
1: No, by the end of the concert, it would feel like you you've got a cinder block hanging between your legs. Yeah, and the video I saw, the woman was
0: wearing a gold Vegas style cocktail dress. It was pretty short.
1: And eventually that thing is gonna come second. It's, it's gonna get heavy <laughs> <I mean. laughs> coming out the bottom of the dress. Yeah, yeah. That's not something I, I had to worry worry about when I was testing the adult diapers out, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be a concern.
0: That's a, That's a bit desperate, but I will say it does suck when you are drinking a lot of beer at a show and you're in the middle of the aisle. And once the, you break
1: the yeah. seal, you got to ask everybody to stand up so you can get by, yeah. and people are rolling their eyes, shaking mm-hmm. their heads. Oh, this guy's going to the washroom again. And then when you come back and you got two more beers, you're like, oh, great, yeah. I see where this night's going. Yeah, I think I'd rather sit at the end of the aisle in the nosebleeds than the middle of the aisle closer to the stage. Dude, front row, middle of the aisle, rocking a Swifty. An adult diaper That's the way to go This is the Taz and Jim podcast And we've got a story about another stupid criminal
0: (laughs) You have the right to remain
2: Stupid
1: Did you see this A guy last week uh, Down in North Carolina He robbed a convenience store Using A Nintendo duck hunt gun
0: (laughs) I did see this I did see it. I saw a picture of the gun too, because it wasn't out of the box Nintendo Duck Hunt gun. He did modified. P- he painted it black, but he
1: left the trigger orange. <laughs> <laughs> There's a chance this guy's only 25 that he didn't even realize what that was for. Mm, didn't you know get the
0: reference. Yeah. yeah, he
1: didn't. Oh, what's this? What's this toy gun doing here? He didn't yeah. understand that it's uh, it's a pretty recognizable. A uh, piece of pop culture history—the yeah. the duck hunt gun—and de- and if you look
0: at it for more than one second, it's pretty blatant. It's not a real gun. Like if you fla if you flash anything other than maybe the handle, the handle. in your waistband, you're not getting away with it.
1: Well, he did momentarily. He uh, he got about three hundred dollars from the register at the convenience store, but the cops were called. They found this guy down the street, arrested him with uh, with the duck hunt gun. <laughs> Still on them. I hope the convenience
0: store employee did the same thing that the dog does in Duck Hunt. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, (laughs) man. How frustrating was that dog? You try to shoot it, you can never get it. (laughs) Did you know, (laughs) I didn't realize until recently, you control the ducks with the controller. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you you know that back in the... uh, in the Nintendo heyday, I didn't realize until I, I saw it online a couple years ago. Yeah, that uh, I think if you, I learned about it in high school, but not when we you, you use the, the kids. controller, yeah, you can... Player two can move the ducks and yeah. make them go
0: left or right. Yeah. I Because a lot of times you would just play... Like, you give your brother that controller and pretend he was playing, but I guess it actually
1: did do <laughs> something after all. <laughs> yeah, they... Originally, the gun did look a little more like an actual gun because it was light gray with a dark gray. You remember that color scheme for the Nintendo gun? And then they switched it over so the gun was light gray and mostly orange. And I think it was for this reason, so it wouldn't be mistaken for an actual gun if anyone had one out in public. Yeah, yeah. Well, this guy, he's going to try with the Super Soaker next time. <laughs> he did black. <laughs> Here we go, Devin Peacock, our sports guy. Broadcasting from home today, joins us on the phone to talk. Live golf merging with the PGA.
2: This was unexpected. There's a lot of people online saying, well, this was the logical uh, conclusion. I don't think it was. Uh, I mean, it was certainly a possibility, but I don't think it was the way this was necessarily guaranteed to go. This is so crazy for a number of reasons. Number one, players on the PGA Tour did not know this was coming. Like, Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods did not know this was coming. Rory McIlroy has been the guy for the PGA Tour pushing back against Live Golf, and he was completely blindsided. The PGA Tour just completely turtled on this. The PGA Tour did what all the players did that they got upset about doing, which is take the money. This is incredible.
1: How angry are the players that were offered live golf contracts that didn't take them at this point? I mean, you got to think Phil Mickelson is just... I'm picturing him like Scrooge McDuck right now, swimming in a big <laughs> pool full of cash.
2: I mean, that's a good point because you look at the... If you go back about a year or so, Tiger Woods was reportedly offered 800 million dollars to join rory mcelroy somewhere between 400 and 500 million dollars to join live golf they haven't said exactly how this is going to work moving forward does live golf just stop immediately do they incorporate some of what live golf is doing with the pga tour they haven't even worked out those details or announced those details yet but some of these guys that have been very passionate defenders of the pga tour turned down gigantic sums of money for the PGA Tour, and then the PGA Tour just stabbed them in the back. It's it's insane.
0: The PGA Tour must have got a huge buyout. They must have just made billions upon billions to get this deal, because why would they merge? They're the ones with the name recognition. They've been pretending like well, they're the elite. who's paying
1: who money here? Is the PGA Tour paying Live Golf, or is Live Golf paying... The PGA Tour.
2: Live Golf is paying the PGA Tour. Live Golf is now the the main shareholder in this new entity. So essentially, I mean, they're calling it a merger, but essentially Live Golf just swallowed up the PGA Tour.
0: So what does this mean for the future of the PGA? Are, so are they going to be playing a lot more in the Middle East? Where is that where the tours are going to go? Or what? now what happens?
2: I think what happens at this point is essentially... the pga tour becomes live golf which is to say what the pga tour was doing before they're going to do moving forward but they might add some elements of what live golf was doing live golf did team golf you might see that with the pga tour but again they haven't given too many details in terms of exactly how this is going to look how this is going to work all we know is that live golf is now basically pga tour this is the taz and jim podcast
1: I feel sorry for the Cleveland Browns. That's a phrase that has been muttered many times over the, <laughs> over the years. Yeah. <laughs> but this isn't football-related. I feel bad because... Uh- players keep getting their cars stolen. Yes.
0: Multiple Browns players have had their vehicles stolen in like over the course of a week. So first uh, first off here, we have cornerback Greg Newsome. He was robbed at gunpoint for his car wow. uh, earlier this week. And then a few days before that, Demetric Felton had his car stolen at gunpoint. And then uh, a few days before that, another guy had his car also stolen, and at this point, the poli- or Perry and Winfrey had his car st- stolen as well, also at gunpoint, and they had a bunch of belongings in the vehicle as well. So police are now thinking at this point that it, it's not a coincidence that probably specifically Browns players themselves are being targeted. Uh, it doesn't say if they're all happening around where they play or where they practice or something like that, or maybe there's a hotel they're known to be staying at or something. Maybe they're not giving out those details because... I would like to understand how how these criminals are not only— Finding the players. And then finding an opportunity to jump them or stop the traffic
1: or whatever they're doing to make it happen. Yeah, you need that gun, though, because it takes some cojones to (laughs) target NFL players. True,
0: true. And the NFL players can't carry around their own gun, even if they're in a carry state, because they're going to get in trouble if they get caught with it. Uh, I guess if if they're legally owning it. But if they're doing like the John
1: Morant and they're just like flashing it on Instagram. It happened to Mitch Marner in Toronto, right? Yeah, yeah. And what did he do? He threw the key, said, yeah, take it, whatever. I'm Mitch Marner. I can get a new car. I have insurance. Same as these guys. It's like, okay, you want my car? This isn't worth, you know, getting hurt or or dying over. Take the car.
0: You might snap, though. Like in a certain situation, if you're having a bad day and you're a testosterone-fueled dude and you just like, you're just angry, you may... Lose your cool and try to fight a guy if you don't see a gun. That wouldn't be good. But you'd be tempted if you're Uh that tough.
1: They should offer season tickets to anyone who comes forward with information leading to an arrest. Is that going to (laughs) help? It's the Browns, dad. (laughs) I'm just hoping the team bus doesn't get stolen.